Super Talk Mississippi media production. Thanks. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Thursday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Appreciate all that First Bank does to support the Eagle Hour. Hope that you'll find a way to do business with the good folks at First Bank. Opening segment of our show is sponsored by another great friend of our show, Justin and his gang at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Uh, We love those guys. Uh, They cook delicious food seven days a week in the dining room, in the drive-thru. Take home, and yes, they'll cater any event for you, large or small. So our thanks to Dickie's Barbecue. What a great show we have today. I'm very excited to have one of my my heroes of Southern Miss football, and I say that as a longtime Southern Miss fan. Uh, Our first guest today, former defensive coordinator and great defensive star for the Golden Eagles, Tyro Nix who has had a, a tremendous coaching career, uh, started out as the uh, youngest defensive coordinator in the country back in 2001 when Coach Nix was named a D coordinator at Southern Miss under the great Jeff Bauer. Coach Nix, welcome to the show. How, how long ago does that seem that you were 29 years old and became defensive coordinator at Southern Miss? You know, uh, the memory seemed like it was just yesterday, but my body tells me it was years ago because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not such a young guy at this time. But, you know, what a great time in my life. What a great experience uh, to be given such a, a honorable uh, opportunity. And, you know, I can't thank Coach Bauer enough for thinking that way of me, seeing some things in myself that I possibly didn't see and know at all. And, you know, just to be blessed with an opportunity to coach at such a historic program that has so much tradition, you know, uh, from winning and being the underdogs. Uh, you know, back when Coach Bauer was the head coach, I think the uh, motto started of anyone, anywhere, anytime. And, you know, that's about the history of Southern Miss. You you ready to play, put the ball down, and we'll, we'll kick it off. And, you know, I was just honored to be a part of that nasty bunch tradition of defense there. Coach, when you took over the year before, the team had lost seven defensive starters. And your first year with seven new players, you finished eighth in the nation in scoring defense, 11th in the nation in total defense. And for the next three years, you stayed consistently in the top 15 of scoring defense. What was the secret, Coach Dix? You know, I think it starts with uh, recruiting. Uh, Coach Bauer had a standard for us and what we were expecting, and we were trying to develop young talent. And uh, not only recruiting young guys to uh, play their own scholarship, but walk-ons as well who could help our football team and help us in a tremendous way. But I think that the, the secret, and I learned this from Coach P.W. Underwood, who was uh, a mentor of mine and actually like a father figure. Uh, I actually talked to George, his son, uh, this weekend, and I was thanking him and his brother Phil for allowing me to be a part of their family. But the the thing that I was going to say is it started with the toughness 
you know, Coach Bauer was a guy who understood how to win football games, and that's with a tough physical defense that really flew to the football with uh, a fanatical effort and played great in the special teams. And, you know, and of course, don't screw it up on offense. And uh, when I was there, we had some great offensive players to go along with our defense, and that made it a, a heck of a lot easier. But I think it's, it's the mindset. I think uh, a lot of people use this cliche, you have a chip on your shoulder. And I think that's the way Southern kids were, or Southern players were for a long time. And I was one of those guys where we always felt like we had to prove something, and boy, did we do so. I know my freshman year I had an opportunity to play with Brett Favre, and we went in and beat Alabama and Auburn in the same season, and they called us Alabama State champs. Right. So that's something that I'll carry for a lifetime. But Being you know, from I Alabama, it, too. Being from yeah, Alabama. Yeah, yes, sir. Well, you know, I say uh, I'm at home, but Hattiesburg is my home and my, and my heart. I spent so many years down there, and my brother, who was a heck of a football player, had a heck of a career down there as well, so – you know, if I'm not in Alabama, I would choose to be in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, because that's my home as well. And I look forward to someday uh, maybe retiring there and, you know, seeing that right. program continue to have success. Now, Coach, speaking of special teams, one of your special teams players is a part of this show. Luke Johnson, get in here with Tyrone Nix. Well, we, uh, Coach, we did a lot together. And uh, I guess the first question I would I would ask you is you look at – The three defensive coordinators Southern Miss had over about a 12-year period with Coach Thompson and Coach Womack and then you, I'm not sure, you know, as far as defensive minds that that, uh, many programs have had that elite level of coaching. I know you played and and coached with, uh, with both of those guys. I mean, it seemed as if the defense evolved and each each one of you guys took it to a higher level. Can you just comment on what John Thompson and Dave Womack mean to you? You know, uh, John Thompson was my position coach who I thought the world of, and he he helped elevate my career, uh, not only as a player, but as a coach. And uh, I remember us spending time together when we were evolving in our defense to more of the 3-4 scheme and standing up and moving around. We called it prowling and skimming. We went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he and I spent about a week with those guys. And he said, Ty, I think we can do something special with some of these athletes. You're talking about a, an Adelius Thomas or a TJ Slaughter, Patrick Sertain. He said, all we got to do is put them in the right position. And, you know, he wasn't afraid to be creative. He was uh, on the cutting edge of different things at that point in time. And, and we had a lot of success. We gave our kids a chance to be successful. Of course, we won a lot of championships. And John Thompson – forever will be one of the best defensive minds that I've been a part of and seen in college football. And Dave Womack, who has a different, a total different temperament, John Thompson is a ball of fire. You know, he's intense. He gets after you. And you wouldn't think that from being uh, a guy of his statue, but he he packs a lot of intensity and he loves to motivate. Where Dave Womack's more of a cool, calm, and collective guy who uh, has a different approach. But the one thing I can say is I probably learned uh, just as much ball from Dave as I did uh, Coach Thompson. And, you know, Dave was a great teacher. He was a great teacher. He was a great student of the game. Uh, he's actually uh, one of the guys who I leaned on the most early on in my career in making decisions defensively. 
And he was a guy that put me in the secondary, you know, he said. I said, Dave, you think I can do it? He said, Ty, I wouldn't put you anywhere. I didn't think you could have success. And that meant the world to me because he believed in me and some things that uh, I didn't know potentially I could do myself. And those things carried over. And I hope you guys know his son is the head coach now at uh, South Alabama. Oh, we so, you know, we know, yeah, Coach. We're counting down the days. Yes, sir. <laughs> we counting down the counting down the days. You know, you talk about how you guys were ahead of the curve, and a lot of people didn't realize this. And I think some of us, you know, we, we would watch you in practice and husky, husky, husky. You know, uh, money, 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 Gator. I mean, I, if I had a if I had a dollar for every time you said those words, the formations. But a lot of people didn't realize, and I don't think it was this way every game. But there were occasions where you would actually pre-script your defensive calls, which was unheard of. You know, I have to give JT credit for that. He kind of started that. Uh, he would script the first 15, 20 calls. And, you know, we would meet in on a Thursday as a staff, and he'd say, all right, Ty, what's your first call? And you had to sell it on why we wanted to do something, and Dave, what's your second call, or vice versa. And we all just brainstormed on why we were going to do certain things. And you see offenses doing it all the time now. They have a script. And I know as a defensive coach, I say, hey, that first 10 plays are over the script, so now we're going to find out who they really are if we can survive the moment. But uh, he did that, and like you said, that was uh, on the cutting edge because I never heard of that before and really hadn't heard of it much since with a defensive staff uh, doing so. And uh, I have to give JT credit for that. He was the one that started that with us within our program. We're talking to Tyrone Nix, former defensive coordinator and, of course, star and an iconic figure uh, in Southern Miss football history who's had an illustrious career. When Coach, we're going to get you to hang on through the segment. It's a short break. I want to talk to you about uh, some other things. Uh, for, for example, your experience with one of the most flamboyant college coaches in history, uh, Steve Spurrier. I'd like to get your input on that. And then we'd like to go back to the days that you played. I had a good friend talk to me last night uh, who's on our show from time to time, and he reminded me of what a ferocious tackler and uh, defensive player you were for the Golden Eagles. So if you're good, we'd like to talk to you more about all yeah. of that. Well, I, I, I would love to, and uh, I would love to talk as long as you guys would have me on. And like I said, I feel like it's an honor to uh, – to have this time segment. I know you guys have many other people. That's what my daughter said. Could they not find anyone else? And I, <laughs> I laughed at her. All right, Coach. And, uh, Hang on. We're going to be with you in just okay. a minute. Tyrone Nix yes, on the other side of the break. Eagle Hour with a very special guest today. Stay with us. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net for their support of the Eagle Hour. That is the place to go for your Southern Miss apparel and swag and stuff for your home and car. Shop them six days a week on Hardy Street or go to campusbookmark.net. 
We're talking to a very special guest, Tyro Nix, former football star and, of course, defensive coordinator and an iconic name in, uh, in Southern Miss football history. Coach, i got a couple things I want to ask you about, and then we'll get Luke back involved in the conversation. Uh, first is I, you, you did, when, uh, when you left Southern Miss, you spent some time at South Carolina, and I'm curious to hear about your experience with Steve Spurrier, who obviously was a very successful, very flamboyant college coach, actually coached to the NFL for a while. What was life like with Steve Spurrier? Oh, it was a love and hate relationship, believe me. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, some days it was great, and some days it was uh, awful. And, and I can tell you that I wouldn't trade those memories for nothing in the world. I learned so much football on the Coast Spurrier. And, uh, you know, I always heard that football is a young man's game, and he believed it to the T. He said, hey, I'm not one of these guys going to stay up here uh, from 4 in the morning to – you know, 12 midnight. He said, I'm not doing that, Ty. It's all about the players, getting the players to understand the game and having fun. And that's something that he cherished, and he had a lot of fun at doing it. He won a lot of games, and I learned a lot. And, you know, I'll be always indebted to him for the time we spent together, uh, especially the good times. The bad times I don't remember so well, but uh, all in all, it was a learning process, and I was blessed to be with Coach Burger. Coach Nix, I, I told Luke earlier I wanted to ask you this. You know, there's so many things changing in, in college sports, and, and two things that really have jumped out at us is this new transfer rule that the NCAA has put in place where kids can transfer and play immediately the next year. And now it, it looks like football players, college football players are going to actually be able to be paid for their likeness and, and basically be paid for promoting themselves. What are, you, what are your thoughts about all of this? You know, it's, I've been a college football player, and I understand some of the guys who uh, come from a financial background that uh, wasn't able to get the things that they choose to do so. And that's tough on the kids. You know, there's so many people out there who want to help the kids. So maybe legalizing it and allowing them to make money uh, may be a good thing. You know, I don't really know the ins and outs of it until we go through a season or two so I can make an honest uh, opinion about it. But, you know, something needed to be done. Uh, it's just the right way to do it. I don't know. But when you're in the business of helping kids and helping them grow and being able to have a little uh, financial success, you know, I don't see it all being bad. That's interesting. All right, Lou, get back in here. Coach, uh, let, let's relive a few of the, the the times, you know, as you as a player and, and then you as a coach. Um, obviously, that 1990 season is, is one can remember. But, you know, you think about some of the guys that you played with on, on the Nasty Bunch. What was it like for you first as a player to kind of inherit out of the 1980s the stigma of what the Southern Miss defense Nasty Bunch meant? Well, you know, uh, the thing that it meant to me was uh, the rock. You know, and it's a lot of history with the Rock in itself and getting king teams to come into M&M Roberts Stadium to play us. It better be a dogfight. And, uh, you know, the tradition there, uh, we were underrated. We were unrespected. And that's from in-state to out-of-state. And we always wanted to prove that uh, we were just as good as anyone else and we could put 11 guys on the field that compete with any other team and, you know, it's just the pride. It was pride to put on that black and gold. 
and to say you were part of that Southern Miss nasty bunch and you know, I took I took an honor in it and I tried to live up to the expectations and I think that carried on for such a long time. Every kid that goes there has to understand the tradition and a part of the history that's taking place and what the expectations are defensively. Then, then you look at as a coach, especially at the time I was there, every year except one that I was there, you are a defensive coordinator, and, and you got hooked up because some guys didn't pan out on offense, like Michael Bowley, and so you got him on defense. But, you know, we, we look at how much how much athleticism we had, and then so when you talk about specifically a couple games, your first game as a defensive coordinator, we beat Les Miles in Oklahoma State in the Rock. The next year, we beat Illinois in the Rock. The next year, we beat number 8 TCU in the Rock, and then the next year, your last year as a D.C., we won on the road at Nebraska, and it just seemed as if uh, every single year there was some type of just huge win. Could you talk specifically from a coaching perspective about the TCU and Nebraska game? Well, Luke, uh, is I'm going to hit a couple of things first. You, you talked about a Michael Bowley coming to uh, Southern Mission playing defense. That's the one thing that I felt like Coach Bauer and Randy Butler and our staff did. We evaluated athletes. And we felt like with our strength and conditioning program, with the things in the right place, uh, we could develop these young men. If they didn't play a pan out at one position, we could uh, play them somewhere else. And our whole intention uh, was to play Michael on defense. He just thought he wanted to be Derek Nix. You know, Derek Nix was another guy that a lot of schools wanted throughout the South to play uh, defense, but he wanted to play offense. And Coach Bauer promised him he would give him that opportunity. And, of course, the rest is history with his success. But you're talking about beating uh, TCU in Nebraska. I'll start with Nebraska. I was watching the College World Series. Uh, I guess it was last night or night before last, and they had Nebraska starting quarterback uh, in the stands in attendance, and they were talking about uh, their football team and have you ever been to Lincoln, Nebraska, and, you know, witness a football game. And the first thing popped in my mind was the day that we went to uh, Lincoln and pulled off the major upset and you know I think we were the only ones in the country believe we could do it and that's all that matters the guys <laughs> who got on that plane and bus and went out there and you know we actually played them better a couple of years before that and came out on the losing yep. end but that particular day our kids had the right number and the right things and I remember mean, Caleb Hendricks and some young guys Antoine Stewart we had numerous guys who made big plays for us too. I think we had like five takeaways or something like that. We did. And maybe, and maybe two defensive touchdowns. But uh, that day, uh, it gave us another brand. It, it made our brand even larger to win on a national stage in Lincoln, Nebraska, a place where they hardly ever lose. And you're talking about uh, the TCU game. I think that was 2003. Uh, they were on the verge of being the first team at the time. I think it was the BCS. They were the first team that was going to be in a non-Power 5 conference that was going to be um, in that alignment to play for the championship. And lo and behold, they had to come through Hattiesburg to get there. And, you know, for us, we thought before the season started, that would be the game that determines the uh, champion. And Conference USA, and what a night. What a night. What an atmosphere. Uh, the rock was rocking. I can remember the the songs, the kids from Michael Bowley to Kevin Coley to Rod Davis. It goes on and on of 
of all the big plays from the Johnny Eubanks to uh, the punt returner. Uh, I can't remember his name. Number Marvin 88. Young. I know it's Marvin Young making a big punt return late in the game. But the player of the game, I'll have to say, is uh, Greg Brooks. Big uh, tackle sack at the uh, end of the game recovered by Terrell Paul. That may be the highlight of my career. That game, that night, that moment in the stadium will always be something that I'll cherish for a lifetime. You called a blind cornerback blitz from the backside. <laughs> Nathan Stewart came off the edge, distracted the back, and GB came came free. I mean, that was that was one of the loudest times in as a player, as a fan that I've ever heard the rock. Coach, last question for me. You know, it's this way with Coach Bauer. The first couple years, we think you guys hate us and we're scared of you. And then I guess it was probably my third year in the program. We start seeing through, you know, your your coach, uh, not facade, but, but you know, who you are as a coach. And we start realizing particularly you, Coach Bauer, how much you love us. And, uh, you know, I've, I've never asked you this, but from a coaching perspective, I guess that's necessary, but it really is. As you work your way through a college football program, you realize how much your coaches love you and care for you. Luke, uh, I'm going to go back to that TCU play for one second. Uh, The only person questioning me on the call was Rod Davis. He looked at me on the sideline, and I looked back at him and said, you just do the call. (laughs) And we laughed and joke about it to this day. But, uh, you know, it had to be a heck of a call and a heck of a moment, and no one expected it. And thank God it worked for us with his blessings. Uh, we, We were able to come out victorious. But when you talk about players, uh, the tradition, the coaching relationship of being intimidated. It wasn't a more intimidating coach than a P.W. Underwood. And uh, Coach Bauer and people thought of myself in some sense of that nature, but Luke, it's just the love that you care for your players. I tell my guys all the time that this relationship's not a four-year plan or no a five-year plan. This is a relationship for a lifetime. And as long as you're trying to be successful and make a difference in this world, then I'm going to try my best to help you be successful. And I, I tell you some of the greatest things, Luke, like you, you're talking to me about rendezvous and some things I remember, some things I don't. But when the kids come back and they tell you stories, or when the kids write you a letter and say, Coach, I didn't understand at the time, but I really appreciate all the things you taught me, that warms my heart. That, that lets us know we're doing it for the right reason. And uh, it's about developing kids. It's about turning young men into men for the real world. And I would, I, I, I would cherish them days the rest of my life. I mean, every relationship with kids aren't the same. Hold on, Co- but Coach. But the ones who I, buy in. Coach, yeah. I don't want to interrupt you. We don't normally do this. I'm going to ask you to hold on for just a few minutes. Okay. And we're going to continue yes, with Tyrone Nick. Stay with us. Okay. Southern Miss to the top. All right, so we don't normally do this. We don't hold guests this long, but we're having too much fun with uh, Tyrone Nix to let him go just yet. So Coach Nix is uh, very uh, agreeable to come back on, and we appreciate uh, we appreciate tying you up so much, Coach. We were having fun during the break talking about some of the great memories uh, when your tenure was in place here. And you, you were you were finishing a thought about your relationship with your players. And before I ask you anything else, I want to let you continue that. Well, you know, uh, I was I think, and I don't know where it cut off, but the relationship between the coach and the player has to be a genuine relationship. 
And I think a kid will give you all he has as long as he knows you care about him first. And and that's one thing that Coach Bauer and his staff did so well is we put the players first in their best interest. Uh, one of my closest relationships is with an offensive player, Dustin Allman. He was a kid that uh, went through a lot, lost his grandfather, who was like a father to him uh, in it, while he was in college. And I just remember holding him, and he and I just shedding tears after a ball game. And he was just so proud. And I think it was after that TCU game, he said, I know my my, my pops was watching. And, uh, you know, those moments are priceless. And, you know, to this day, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of Luke. I'm proud of all the players that came through the program when I was there. Uh, Chad Williams is a kid who I coached and recruited, and he's on the staff now. And, you know, just to see these guys uh, exceed in life and in other roles are just just great to me. It just warms my heart. Coach, the the story of your brother, Derek Nix, is, is pretty well known with Southern Miss fans. I, I think I think the greatest running back that ever played at Southern Miss and uh, – then he, he underwent a really a life-threatening situation uh, with his kidneys. Uh, reflect, on, reflect on that time in your life, and then let us know how uh, Derek Nix is doing today. You know, when Derek Nix chose the University of Southern Mississippi, it might have been one of the happiest days of my life, but not only my life, my family's life. It allowed us all to be at the same place, um, uh, going to the same games, rooting for the same team. And, um, you know, the thing I can say about Derek, he had a tremendous work ethic, but the biggest thing about him, he was extremely humble. And you talking about a, a guy that was destined for success, he was the guy. I mean, his work ethic was uh, impeccable. They even named a, an award in the weight room um, after him in his time there. And, I can brag on Derek because he's my brother and he doesn't have to brag on himself, but he did. He uh, he lived by example. He, uh, you know, he was raised the right way and he didn't forget that upbringing once he got to Southern Miss. And, you know, it was just an honor for us to watch him play. I remember his last game against East Carolina. I think he needed nine yards to break the school record. And we ran out of a low room. Coach Bauer said, Ty, I like to get the yardage for him, but we have to take a loss or two, and we've been trying to run out the clock. And I said, Coach, uh, you know, he'll, he'll always be one of our favorite, one of the greatest. And, you know, uh, that was a tough time for me. It was a tough time for our family. Uh, Derek, I never saw him cry, not once. I never saw him complain about why did this happen to him. He put his faith in the Lord. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he was days he was disappointed, of course, but he's done well. He's married uh, to Allison Story. She was a Golden Eagle basketball player. And they have a one child, Ava Elizabeth Nix, and she's the the life of every party, of every family gathering. Uh, I had the youngest grandchild at the time, but Derek's doing well. Believe it or not, he's up at the school up north and – you know, I, I never thought we would be rebels in our family, but I was the closest thing to a rebel, and, <laughs> and I just tried to live like one. But Derek has been at Ole Miss for 13 years, and he's having a lot of success. His family's doing well, and, you know, he, he he's had a heck of a career, in it, and he's loving life. His health is good. 
Uh, we continue to get uh, checkups on him, and it's been the lowest blessing that he's remained to be able to live with one kidney. And, you know, every day is a blessing, and he's probably taught me more than anything about enjoying one day at a time, being in the moment, enjoying it and cherishing it because tomorrow's not promised. And uh, uh, I probably need to mention my oldest brother, Marcus, who gave him the kidney, uh, such a courageous act. Uh, such a fine young man to be able to help a family member. is nothing like uh, uh, love of your family. And, you know, Coach Luke, I learned this from Matt Luke. He's, he always said, uh, you don't have to be blood to be family. And that's the way I feel about the Southern Miss family. They welcome us. They took care of us. and uh, It's going to be that way for the rest of our lives. No question. Coach, it's been a great treat to have you on the Eagle Hour today and uh you are you are an iconic uh, uh an iconic figure you and your brother in Southern Miss history and uh we, we don't care how many years Derek has been at Ole Miss. He's a Golden Eagle and uh <laughs> you you are too, coach. And uh we really appreciate your time and uh, and hope that life is good for you and I uh, want to thank you for sharing so such great memories with Luke and I today. Guys, it's an honor being on, and, you know, someday, hopefully, uh, if not myself, you can see Derek back there wearing the black and gold on that sideline, you know. Got to be a dream come true of uh, a lot of people in black and gold, especially in the Knicks family, to uh, be able to be on that sideline again. And who knows, dreams do come true if you believe. And Guys, it's a pleasure. I love to be on any time. All right, Coach. Thanks you so much for your time, sir. Love you, Coach. Thanks. 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 Love you, Southern Miss to the top. There we go, the great, the great Tyrone Knicks, and uh, I, I don't, I, I don't think you can say enough about the Knicks family, uh, Luke, and what an integral part of Southern Miss football history uh, that great family will always be. It, he and Derek epitomize the what what Southern Miss football is, and, and what I'm saying is, I so Derek was a player and a coach to me. He was a teammate. My first two years, and then he he became GA, and then and then he was he was actually the 2003 season. He was in charge of the punt team, so he was always yelling at me on the sideline because I was always dragging around find somewhere else to get in the bunker. Get okay. So, but but Tyrone was. I mean, he's the coordinator, and he's the guy that because you know technically punters fall under defense. I mean, he's he's my he's my my coordinator, and being a part, getting it because what we always wanted to do as specialists, we never wanted to ride the offensive bus. We wanted to ride the defensive bus because he would get on we would all we would go to turtle creek mall on friday night to watch a movie we would have all of our our uh shirts and ties hung up all along down the uh the bus and we were on tyrone's bus and that meant that we were we were on the bus with davis and Bowley and cash and all these guys that that we looked up to and it was an honor to be on his bus because he would get up and say all right we go in this mall y'all y'all don't act like fools we represent the you know we represent southern miss and so to be identified with tyrone was to be identified with toughness derek on the other hand was to be identified with derek was to be identified really with 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 a almost a silent servant leadership we we had a guy that kind of punked out b- before a game and he didn't get to play for that game 
we're in the, the team meeting room, and this is like 30 seconds before Coach Bauer comes in, gives us the two- or three-minute pregame speech, and we go play. And Coach Bauer comes in, and he says, hey, I've had to suspend this guy for this game for blah, 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 blah. Derek stands up at that moment because we're all – because this guy was going to contribute heavy that day. What are we going to do? And Derek stands up, hey, man, we're in this room. We're in this room together, and we're going to go out and win. And we went out on that field and beat Illinois, the defending Big Ten champions in, in the Rock. So Derek was that guy. He wasn't the rah-rah guy. But he led by example, and anybody on that team would have done absolutely anything um, for him. So on both sides of that, Tyrone and Derek Nix represent what it means to be a Southern Miss Golden Eagle. Incredible comment we heard from Coach Nix when he said, I never saw Derek cry. Derek Nix not only was faced with the potential his potential death from from such a serious illness, but no doubt, Luke, he was headed for NFL stardom. Am I right about that? And and that got derailed by the kidney disease as well. He had the power, he had the speed, but he was he was a football IQ guy. And and Derek took care of his business. I mean, he was he was the guy that that uh, that you wanted to be like. He was the guy you wanted to. And and he's still. I mean, you, you see him. I saw him. He was recruiting for Ole Miss uh, last year, a couple years ago at Jones. And hey, Derek, and you know just. Yeah, and and so he doesn't he doesn't see me as somebody that you know he's moved past career wise because he's an SEC coach and you know I'm I live in Laurel Mississippi that, that's my teammate that's right. my guy right you know that that's we we sweated together we got up at five a.m. and ran together and that's just the type of dude he is mm-hmm. but absolutely um, had he not had uh, to had the kidney transplant. Um, yeah, he, he would have definitely played on Sundays. And it's incredible. It speaks volumes of Derek Nix, the fact that he, no matter who the head coach is at Ole Miss, the one assistant they keep is Derek Nix. I mean, that says pretty much everything about his character right there. The dude could survive a nuclear winter. If something goes down in the world, go find Derek Nix because we're going to get through it together. All right, our thanks to Tyrone Nix for joining us. Uh, Extended interview with a Southern Miss legend. We'll be back. Kelly Center joins us in a moment. Absolutely great to catch up, visit, reminisce with Tyrone Nix, former defensive coordinator, former football assistant coach, former Southern Miss football player, 14 years, if my math is right, uh, as a player, as a coach, and as a coordinator. And uh, you you heard it himself. Um, He's a Southern Miss Golden Eagle, and Derek still is, even though he's up at T-Sun. But we're thankful uh, thankful for Tyrone joining us today in an extended interview. If you missed that, you can go back and listen uh, later this afternoon or any time. Eagle Hour on the uh, iTunes podcast. 
Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and always on demand, supertalk.fm, supertalkhattiesburg.com, supertalklaurel.com. Luke, you with us? Hey, Kelly? Lots of summer camps. There we go. go. All right, go ahead, Luke. You you blanked out for a second, but go ahead. Okay, anyway, DBAT D1, lots of summer camps. DBAT Hattiesburg is the website. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And, Laurel, nine Golden Eagles have been named to the Phil Steele's preseason all-conference team, five on the second team, running back Frank Gore Jr., wide receiver Jason Brownlee, Lineman Arvin Fletcher, and then linebacker Hayes Maples and linebacker Santrell Latham. On the third team, offensive lineman Kalik Washington, uh, defensive backs Rayshon Mitchell and Cam Harrell, and then Todd Sykes on the fourth team. So a nine Golden Eagles named to that. And as we bring Kelly Sander in, not only some all-conference preseason players, Kelly, but some projections from Athlon. Oh, yeah, it's always fun this time of year when you get all the different magazines to see where your favorite college or NFL teams stack up, you know, at least according to these guys that, that do it for a living, so to speak. Athlon Sports has released its Conference USA projections for the season. And in the West, they say that UAB is the cream of the crop and that the Blazers are the team to beat. Probably no big surprise there, but what might be a surprise is who Athlon projects as the number two team in the West. And that is the Roadrunners of UTSA. Ah. They, are, they have big, big expectations for UTSA, who returns 10 starters on offense, all 11 on defense. Athlon says that Sincere McCormick, the outstanding running back for UTSA, is the best running back in the league, and that D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky is the top defensive player in the league. Okay, so UAB number one, UTSA number two. Then they have the Bulldogs of La Tech coming in third in the West. Then come the Golden Eagles in fourth place, rounding it out UNT North Texas in fifth, and Rice rounding out sixth. So not real lofty expectations necessarily for Southern Miss. Again, these are all preseason and, and more for entertainment, I think, than anything else. But Southern Miss fourth out of six in the West, according to Athlon Sports. Some baseball notes, UAB from Conference USA has a new baseball coach. Casey Dunn is the new man in charge of the Blazers baseball program. He spent 15 years at Sanford, so he's not geographically moving far at all. He started his his, uh, coaching career at Spain Park High School and worked his way up. He played collegiately at Auburn. So, again, Casey Dunn, the new head baseball coach at UAB, and we talked that he moved from Samford. So what Samford did was promote Tony David, who was an assistant there for 17 years. Tony David, the new head baseball coach at Samford, he played collegiately at South Alabama. And a side note, he is a native of St. Martin, Mississippi. So congratulations to Tony David. So there you go, guys. A little bit about oh, a lot God, of you are a pl- You are a plethora of information, Santa. Well, I try to do that, Bob. And, and you know, some of the Listeners have said they, they kind of like those little tidbits of, you know, little nuggets from other teams around the league, and we try to keep them up to date about, about everything, you know. We, we miss it every once in a while, but we try to uncover every stone. Do you do weather, too? Yes. I, in fact, I did weather a long time on television. I, I had many, many men calling my house asking my wife if the coast was clear. <laughs> I opened myself up for that. I apologize. All right. I apologize, Kelly's, everyone. Kelly's random uh, fact of the day. All right, Kelly, here we go. 
Ethel High School in central Mississippi. What is their mascot? The Tigers. I thought I had him. No, he's he's (laughs) not normal. He's not a normal human being. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and that, knowing all those mascots and and a dollar will get you a cup of coffee. And it used to be 50 cents to get you a cup of coffee. But but, uh, what do do you think about Southern Miss, Athlon having Southern Miss fourth in the West? Uh, you know, I, I, I can kind of see, I, I can kind of see, uh, you know, with the last couple of years, uh, how you would do that. Uh, but, you know, that's probably, maybe that's some motivation there, you know, Kelly, that the new staff can use. But I, I suppose it's, I suppose it's sort of hard to argue, you know. Well, it's particularly if you go based on the numbers. I mean, like I say, such lofty expectations for UTSA, but when they've got, you know, 10 starters back on offense, 11 back on defense, and you got a guy who could be, you know, the player of the year. Of course, Southern Miss has no slouch running back in Frank Gore Jr. either, you know. No. So, but UTSA doesn't have to play. 72 days. days. Yeah, remember UTSA? Two days. UTSA does not have to play Marshall. And I think they've got UAB at San Antonio. So All right, get, but they got to play Southern Miss. Nope, you got that right, buddy. Seventy-two days to football season. One day till we have another Eagle Hour show. That'll be at one o'clock tomorrow afternoon, right here, where you're tuned in at the moment. And until then, Southern Miss to the top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.